Hey everyone, we wanted to tell you about something really cool going on with our friends at High Camp Flasks. They make flasks that are built for those on the go and are ready to tackle the elements along with you. Right now they have a Kickstarter campaign for their new Half-Light Flask. It's 375 milliliters stainless steel. It comes with its own tumbler. It attaches right with a magnetic lock. It's super cool and looks like a bullet. The best thing is it's built for you to take it on the go with its no-drip lip. You want to go camping, fishing, you're on a road trip, or how about your flying somewhere and you don't want to put a glass bottle in your suitcase. Fill up your half-light and stick it in your checked bag. Find out more on highcampflask.com to back their Kickstarter project and make sure to follow them on Instagram at highcampflask to see it in action. What are you, brushing your teeth with gin? <sighs> no, that's the uh, the bourbon. Oh, that was the bourbon? Yeah. Brushing your teeth with gin, that's not like a, a Tesha move. I'm not emo, millennial, 20-something-year-old hipster female. I wonder what's going on in Tesha's world today. <laughs> Maybe I should follow her blog. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you very, very much for being a part of our day. We're happy to be a part of your day. Zeke, say hello to the folks. Hello. Sorry, you caught me mid a swaller, so I had to circle back. A holler and swaller? No, just swaller. While you're swallowing... Let me talk about a couple things. Just get the admin stuff out of the way so we can get to drinking. Guys, if you are around on February 23rd, we are doing a bottle share at Zeke's house. Please reach out to us. We'd love to have you come over. It'll probably be about 9 p.m. We're about three months late on everything or four months late on everything. It is our anniversary party, even though our anniversary is in November. And it is also a Zeke's birthday party where Zeke's birthday is in January. But we'd love to have you there. Don't feel like you need to bring anything crazy. Just show up, hang out. You want to bring a store pig? Great. You don't have, you don't have to bring a expensive Willet like Zeke. You can bring something a little bit more accessible. All I'm rolling with is this gallon of Shinley. Oh. I mean, who's seen a gallon before? I don't know. It's fun to just carry around and look at because it's so obnoxious. I had it in the car <laughs> and the kids in the back seat. Charleston's like, that's the big one. <laughs> and we go around a curve that is sitting in the front seat in the floorboard and it like swings over and hits the door. He's like, Dad, no. is that going to knock the door open? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, boy. It's a big bottle though, ain't it? He's like, it's big. <laughs> <laughs> Well, another thing we have to talk about that is big is that you and I are podcasting the Whiskey Warmer. It is a whiskey event that happens in the Nashville area, in the middle of Tennessee area. Every spring, this is the third or fourth year it's happened. It's going to be down at the West Haven Residence Club down in Franklin. It's kind of a big deal. A really cool whiskey event. There's going to be a lot of great people there, a lot of local distilleries, a lot of other distilleries like Four Roses, Russell's, Jim Beam, Wild Turkey. You got uh, Makers. You have Leaper's Fork. You have Bell Mead. A good mix of 
local and and other big name distilleries that are going to be there. Zeke and I will be podcasting from there and we're going to do something really cool to go along with it. And once we can officially get the word out on that, we will. Well, we're we're covering, not hosting per se though, right? No, we're just covering. Okay. Don't worry worry about having misconceptions there. We'll get some interviews with some people that are there, find out what's going on. We'll try to do some fun things there too. You know us. We don't take ourselves too seriously, so it'll be good. But we're going to try to take ourselves seriously right now because the good folks over at Old Elk Distilling in Fort Collins, Colorado, they know the way to Zeke's heart because not only did they send us a bourbon to try, They sent us a gin to try, and I will be completely honest with you, outside of the typical whiskeys that we all have together, gin is probably the one thing that Zeke and I agree on. You know, Zeke drinks more tequila and things like that than I do. Zeke has some vodka. I go for some Irish whiskey and some scotch. Gin is the one thing outside of whiskey, you know, American whiskey that we both agree on. Most parts, and it is humorous that I know, at least personally, from uh, conversations with friends and some random comments here and there, catch a little flack at times for uh, the, the other products we, we may or may not gravitate to and include. And at least my standard defense line is by uh, you know using these various uh, other products, we're keeping the palate fresh because we're not continuously hitting the same sensory spots. So it's dancing around, giving us some movement, and allowing us to think. That's my generic answer anyway that's a good answer old elk comes in at 51 percent corn 34 percent malted barley 15 percent rye very very interesting we'll come back to that 34 percent malted barley it is 44 percent abv 88 proof the age is a minimum of four years the brains behind this is greg metzi the former master distiller at mgp the price on this is a round 45 bucks 45 is not bad no it's a good entry point to the market zeke do you i know it's my turn but i admittedly have to catch up on the drinking side because i was doing the research side tell you what john always working over there yeah i want to Thank the good folks at Old Elk again for sending us this bourbon and the gin. We'll talk about both, but go ahead and tell me what you thought of the bourbon first. Let's see here. So, nose-wise, warm, roasted, malted barley to a degree. Not, um, you know, like fresh mash as far as uh, you know the barley you get when somebody runs a beer, but definitely already cooked the malted side and just the, the warmth and inviting side of things. To me, I put down, I thought this would be an ideal coffee, the way that the nose came off. It didn't have some of the other things that I don't attribute to or like with coffee. I don't know why it hit, but that's where I was. Uh, Also, for only being 88 proof, a fair amount of alcohol comes off. It's not pungent or upsetting, so to speak. But, you, you know, you're not drinking coffee or tea or water or whatever it may be. Then I also kind of got a, an element of, you know, roasted nuts, so to speak. Moving on toward the palate, that malted barley really kind of shines through. Admittedly, uh, I had a couple of pulls off this before we uh, tasted it officially. And I laughed because I was like, man, this kind of hits me in some good spots. So as I'm reading the back label, part of the description says they use four times the amount of malted barley of most mashes. So then I, I laugh and, you know, think of uh, Strands, you know, another Colorado whiskey product, which I'm admittedly a fan of. I thought, oh, 
well, it makes sense this is in my wheelhouse, so to speak. And kind of got a nice chuckle to myself. One of the first notes I get on it, palette-wise, it's kind of like the Nutter Butter wafers. Not the one shaped like the peanut with the cracker, but the wafer that has inevitably, you know, that, that malt context to it with a little peanut butter inside of it. Somewhat of the corn sweet aspects as well. The, the little bit of rye component that's there. I think it really balances in well. At least to me, that's where I attribute most of the kick this has for an 88 proofer, yet not really any rye components. Kind of segueing off the palate note, so to speak, but I thought it was funny, especially as being a former MGP distiller, and obviously they're now well known for a very high rye mash and what they were able to do with that. And this is essentially the inverse with the rye and the, the malted barley flipped. The two characteristics still you know, extenuate each other very well. And I, I like this overall. Sorry, you kind of caught me mid-palate notes. So. so are you saying you're a buy without even getting there? I'm saying I need about two more tastes to finish up my palate notes. I agree with a lot of what you said, good counselor. I got on the nose some malt, some toffee, caramel, honey. It was sweet and nutty. I know sweet is not a good nosing note, but just all sorts of sweet things that are there. Candy, the honey, sweet caramel. It wasn't an over-knock-your-socks-off nose in the sense of like... It was very pronounced. I think the 88 proof means you kind of have to really get in there to get to the subtleties, but it was a nice nose. It was a a generally sweet, nutty, malty nose uh, with the honey and the caramel, but it was good. The taste, I got slight corn and peanuts, but I wrote not in the way that Zeke doesn't like. So it was there. It kind of reminds me of the last show we did with Booker's. That if that corn and peanut is presented in the right way, Zeke's kind of more behind it than he would be if it's more just corn forward. I got caramel, vanilla, slight fruit. The kick that you were talking about for me is a little more oaky than rye. It kind of has like it's, it's light and I hate saying thin. I like using light more than thin because thin the connotation for me for thin is that there's no flavor, but it well, was it's light. Proof, so yeah. it's not going to be overly dense. No, but it was light, right? The flavor was there, and I think it was distilled very well. But it was it was light, but it, it had a little bit of an oak kick to me. I didn't get a lot of spice kick, and maybe that's because we're used to higher proofers and that real tingle, but it was... The finish, short to medium, but I thought this was a very good, you need those whiskeys that you're going to be able to sit there and actually enjoy, right? If it's the summer or if it, or if you need a lighter pour, you need something to break up the monotony of a hundred proof and higher. This is a very, very good 90 and below daily drinker. Yeah. I mean, tasting it a time or two more now, it just really reiterates to myself, the rye that's there is enough to give it. A little bit of a punch at a lower proof, so I, I think it packs more. Okay, I get it now. It packs more than the, than the label says necessarily. Yeah, I get a little bit of that tingle now. Uh, sorry, and kind of on the the very back end to me, as the the initial barley note kind of moves out, it really leaves behind. I get some sweet vanilla and fruits, nice little sugary characteristic. There is a little bit of age there. I mean, you're not drinking shine or anything that's super light tasting. 
minimum of four years, possibly some older, dumped into the blend. It's got enough texture to where it's not a, it's not green, I guess. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd agree with you on that. It's pretty easy. I would still pick this up at 45. I agree. I, I would, I would have one. My, my only, uh, complaint would simply be this just usually hits me in such a good spot that I can do some damage at 88 proof. And inversely, $45 a bottle does a little more damage to my wallet than I prefer. I'd, I'd agree with you on that. I think it's just, if this is the type of stuff that Greg is going to do outside of MGP, and I know that he's been a consultant and has helped a lot of other distilleries get going, and a lot of other distilleries that have either used MGP or that are coming into their own, man, there's a lot of good stuff coming in the future then. No, if, if this I, is what he's, you know, if you look at his resume, it's pretty damn impressive. Yeah, I'd like to see where this line goes, uh, what they have as far as, you know, somewhat little more aged offerings, obviously a higher proof. As far as newer releases and things you and I have never heard or seen of, this one jumps up pretty high on the getting my attention scale. And I think that's probably where I'm at a buy more than not is because I am so surprised. I am like, wow. I, you know, we get some of these things sent to us and you never know what's going to happen when you actually have it. Completely blew away my expectations for it. I'm telling y'all, I want the equivalent of this in a coffee. And I don't drink coffee, but that's just what I keep getting because that, that kind of warm roasted nuts aspect of it. I don't know. I don't understand how you can have two kids and not drink coffee. What? I have like a caffeine IV in me, basically, with one kid. I'm high on life, John. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about this gin here for a second, because they sent us the Dry Town gin as well. This is a $35 bottle. It's 46% ABV, 92 proof. It's made from 10 botanicals through 18 hours of a soak and vapor extraction process. It's got juniper, orris root, sage, orange, lime, angelica root, black pepper, ginger, lemongrass, and French vervini. Sounds like an amazing stir-fry dish to me. I know. I mean, it's just missing some rice and chicken, and we're going to have a great time. <laughs> it's funny because I don't think I've ever had a nose like this off of a gym. The nose is crazy. <laughs> Did it show the mash or no? No. Sorry, we're uh, we're admittedly slow on gin, so to speak. And I've seen from various places the mashes can vary somewhat drastically. I just never know how much the mash weighs into the gin or it's simply how you put the botanicals into it. And that clear juice is clear juice. I feel like this could go very, very, very well with sushi. Probably. It would be so, so good with sushi. At 92 proof, the alcohol does not come off or hit hard. I don't get any of the, the pine that I usually find off-putting to most gins. And probably for that reason alone, the reason I, I for, for quite a few years, I, I wouldn't even touch a gin product. Just that whole pine sappy aspect. You know, you grew up in Northwest Georgia and you pick up pine cones every summer because your parents make you for a few hours a week. You just don't like pine. There's a little bit of pine in there, but the biggest one I kind of get out of this is like ginger. And I mean, I think that's where I say it's got that Asian, you know, Asian food note to it is it's all that ginger. And I think this would make a, a good mule, especially on that ginger theme. 
or even a blend with tequila and some other mixer. Put like a smoky mezcal in there with this ginger. I don't know what ratio I'd use, but... Man, I like this as it is, too. No, no, there's no, so no, much meat, going meat on. It's not off-putting. That's why I think as a mixer, it's going to offer a plethora of options to people that are much smarter than you or I. And I'd be interested to have like a bartender on, and I think we're going to do some events here soon where we will get with some bartenders and talk a little bit more about some of those things and how you would pick something. But with 10 botanicals, there are so many options and so many little subtleties that I could sit here, you know, 15, 20 minutes is not enough time to really get into this. Kind of laughably as I look at it, you know, it's dry town gin. I know gin always gets the, the, the dry name. This isn't overly dry. I mean, it doesn't have that, I guess, what I would attribute to like a ethyl or isopropyl alcohol or Obviously, it just evaporates real fast, and, and you you get that dry sensation even if it's on your skin or something. But this this has good flavor, doesn't you know, You're not dehydrated from it. I'm going to buy multiple bottles on that one. You know, opposed to where we talked about Old Elk, it's good to have one bottle of that on the shelf. I would get multiple bottles of that Dry Town Gin because I have a feeling that I know yours is already gone. But mine is probably going to not be far off. (laughs) I kept mine unopened until we actually did this episode, but I can't imagine that lasting through the weekend. Well, it is wintertime. I don't know how much of a draw it has, but come summer, sheesh, man. I'd I'd like to see a a margarita hybrid of gin and mezcal with a mixer in this. Ooh, that'd be interesting. I got a new project. Anyways, go ahead and find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find us on Twitter at Bourbon Dads. Find us on Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Join our Facebook group. We would love to have you on there. I know you've already found us on your favorite podcast app, but please go ahead and leave us a five-star review. Tell us why you like us. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? This Friday in Clarksville, Tennessee at the Four Roses Charity Function sponsored by Lauren Simpson. It is a charity for the special ops excursions, and one we are looking forward to would be an understatement. The following night, we'll be having a bottle share, as mentioned, over at the B&B house. If in town and interested, please shoot uh, one of us a PM. We can give you all the details for that. It's just going to be a good time. Lots of good people in town this weekend. Good times, great There's oldies. plenty of things we, we say we can't. That we are looking forward to or can't wait to happen, but this weekend's going to be a good one. Agreed. Come hang out with us. Cheers. Ciao.